guys, welcome back to the Word Letters Podcast, a podcast where we illuminate things in the Word of God, illuminate things in the spirit realm, and work to strengthen the believer. I am Reuben, and I'm your host for today. I hope you've all been well. hope you've all been safe during this quarantine season. I hope you have been kept in perfect peace. For he promised, the Lord has promised us that we will be in perfect peace if we keep our mind stayed upon him. Um, quarantine is not a bad thing. Quarantine just means to be locked up, basically. <laughs> but in a good way, we could be locked up in Jesus. We can be quarantined in all that he is and all his promises that we are keep kept away from everything. Um, quarantine is not a bad thing. Quarantine... And uh, even though it has changed our lives, even though it has taken the norm and shook it up and made it to where our go, 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 busy schedule has now been turned into a lax and empty schedule where many of us have been having a tough time. Many of us have been struggling to find something to do that's productive. Today, I just ask that we just stay in all the things that the Lord is and all his finished work because in him and in his production all the things he has produced and done as the the Bible says we are the he is the vine I mean he is the the vine yeah he is the vine and we are a branch that just we connect to it he is the true vine so we just have to stay connected we have to stay connected to everything that he is and As I'm on the subject today, we are going to start saying connected. We're going to go and to be connected into the topic of the significances, the significance of names, the root of names and biblically what that means when we actually do a study in our Bible, what that actually means when we look into the names in the Bible and how that could change our perspective on what we read and how that can change our perspectives even on our own lives. So before I start, let me go ahead and pray. Holy Spirit, we have come to you today and we ask you to teach us. We ask you to mold us. We ask you to shape us. We ask you to refine us. Not only not only in our lives, but we ask you that we know that the word of God is the washing of the word. We know that the word of God renews our mind and it renews our soul. And we ask you that it refines us. It takes us, it sharpens us as iron sharpens iron. As we communicate, as we commune with you, we know that you will refine us and you will take us and mold us into what you need us to be. We ask you that you come in. We ask you that you you uh, take this Take us, take our hearts, take our minds, take our souls. We ask you that you open us up and allow us to be able to receive this word. Because Holy Spirit, we know that we can do nothing without you. We need you to teach us. We need you to say that Jesus is Lord. We need you for everything. So we ask you, come in and do the work and we yield to you fully. Not partly, not in part, but fully. We yield to you today. And we ask you, take over this meeting. Take over this podcast. Take over this whole, whole, take over this whole thing in our whole agenda. Replace it with your agenda. Holy Spirit, show out and show up. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you 
for all you've done and all you will do. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. So, like I said, today's topic is on the root of a name and the significance of that name. So we will be looking biblically and we'll be looking at two stories specifically. We'll be looking at Genesis from the beginning um, and we'll be looking at Ruth. As I was led to in my, my preparation time, we will be looking at the story of Ruth. So I'm not going to get too in-depth into in the story of Ruth today, but I'm going to go ahead and, and um, tackle what the Lord, what the Holy Spirit kind of highlighted during my alone time with him, during my, my studying time. And let's go ahead and jump in. Um, so this is the about the significance of a name. A name is so powerful. A name is so meaningful. Um, many times we see that a name is the the very essence of what God is intending to do in our lives. That's why it's very important to name your children certain names. That's why it's very important. That I, specifically, I already have the names of my children. It's also because the Holy Spirit himself gave it to me. And I do believe that. That's why you see it in the beginning. You see it... Um, when you go to um, the Gospels, you see that the Holy Spirit and an sends an angel to talk directly to Mary and tell him, tell her rather, which name to name Jesus. It ends up being Yeshua. And Yeshua is the functionality. It's not just, your name is not just your name. Your name is the functionality and the functions and the intent, the will and, and the calling of your life. The name Yeshua means to deliver it means to deliver. It means to rescue. That is the the very nature of God. The very nature being shown in His Son was the salvation of His people. A name is very important. I know specifically my name. My name, Reuben, means behold a son. And the reason why this is significant, because to give you a little a little snippet of my testimony, from the beginning, I wasn't supposed to be born. From the beginning... Uh, I was, my mom was having me, and my mom is a diabetic, so being a diabetic, her pregnancies are very hard, and while having me, the doctor said that I was supposed to be miscarried, I wasn't supposed to be a thing, I wasn't supposed to be born, and while having me, my mom, like, before having me, my mom cried out to the Lord, she said, Lord, give me this child, and she dedicated me to the Lord, so in dedicating me and in and crying out to the Lord, she ends up having me as this miracle, and therefore my name was Behold a Son. And I think it's funny because my name itself it shows my function. And what is my function? My function is to be a son of the king. My function is to be a son of the king. And that's why I say that your name oftentimes is not just a name it's not just a thing to, to call you by it's not just a thing you respond or react to it is your function i know specifically uh, my girlfriend her name is bethany which is funny as well likewise in her story her mom was having a, a trouble having um children as well and she was a miracle child basically and it's funny because through all the suffering through all the pain through all the trauma they the lord told 
her father, named this child Bethany, which means house of figs, which I think is hilarious because here you see out of unfruitfulness, out of uh, unfruitful seasons, out of hardship, you see a, a baby being born that is called fruitful. That is called the place of fruitfulness. And that is not only that is her function her function in this life her mandate is to be fruitful it's just it to me that's insane it's just crazy how how mind-blowing the lord can be that your name is not just your name and oftentimes we'll see uh, that our names are so like we just think oh that's a beautiful name and we don't look too much into it but in reality that name has a meaning and that meaning is the prophetically speaking over that child's life. It's prophetically speaking over the mandate and the will of that child. It's prophetically speaking in what the Lord is willing to do and going to do over that child. And today, we're going to dig a little deeper in what a name can mean biblically. Okay, let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 19. Which speaks and states that now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. Verse 20. So the man gives names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and the wild animals. So we see that Adam, his mandate on this earth was to name the animals. That not only... Was God saying, tend to this garden, take care of the these animals, everything you eat, everything you have in the garden, you can eat, basically. Um, he sends them the animals and says, name them. Why? Because that's the will of God. Our lives, and as creation, mimicking the creator, we are made in his image and our, our, likely, our likeness is made to create is made to create, it's made to name. God names things. So, and not only did he name the animals, and everything he named the animals are what they were now called, and their functions in the earth, he was not only naming the animals at that point, he was telling the animals how to function, what to do, how to, how to, um, how to work, how to be, what you're going to be, what you're going to do. He was mandating and calling the work of the animals, the function of the animals. That's a powerful thought process when you think about it. So now when you read chapter 2 and when you see this, you no longer see the the uh the function you no longer see a name, you see a deeper a depth in the the naming of the animals. And we go even further and we see in around verse 21 that, okay, it says that Adam had no suitable a suitable helper. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and he closed up the, ple the place with flesh. So then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. He had taken out of the man and he had brought her to the man. And the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. For she was taken out of a man. Which is funny because God never said name her. So obviously that was in his uh, being. In his, that was just his nature. His nature was to name. 
And he comes out and he says, okay, this is now called a woman because she was taken out of a man. She's from a man. And again, that's, that is her thing. That is her, her calling was to be that. That was her, her, her basic function, not basic function, but basic state of being. She is from a man. And later we see in chapter three that Adam named, actually names her. Eve. It says Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all living. So we see that now he says her function. Her function is to become the mother of all the living. So his job was, again, his job is not only to take care of the animals, not only to tend for the field, but it's to take everything that comes to him and name it and to call it, to tell it what to do, to have dominion. To tell it what to do. That is our job as Christians. And sometimes that's why you have to be careful. What are you calling things? What are you naming things? Are you naming uh, something uh, stupid? Are you naming something um, uh, hopeless? Are you naming something redundant? Are you naming something um, unfruitful? Are you naming something? Whatever you're naming it. Are you naming it something that it should not be named? Because whatever you name it, that will be its functionality. So be careful what you name things. So to go back a little bit, though, we see that there's one area, though, that Adam actually didn't name. And <laughs> this is very, very interesting. This is still verse, uh, it's still chapter two, but it's starting with verse 10. It says a river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there, it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is Pishon. The winds do uh, that winds through the uh, entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good, aromatic resin and Onyx are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. And the name of the third river is Hidekel, which is, uh, it goes through the east of Assyria, and the fourth being Euphrates. So let's look into the name, the meaning of these names. Eden actually means delight. So it's, when we say Garden of Eden, it means the Garden of Delight. The word Pishon means uh, it comes from another word, another root word in Hebrew, which means scatter, press on, or break loose, or spring forward. Havila means circle. Yihon means bursting forward. Hidekel means rapid. Euphrates means fruitfulness. The NIV actually, um, in the NIV, the word for Euphrates is actually noted as the Tigris. But we're, we're going to go ahead and use the Euphrates because... That seemed, that was the version I was reading. Um, so let's go back and read this. What can we get from this? The word, uh, the garden of delight, from the garden, from delight, flows four things. What are the four things that are are um, flowing from delight? Pishon, which is scatter, press on, break loose, or spring forward. What does that mean? That reminds me the process of sowing and planting, how we scatter seed, how we press it into the dirt after tilling, um, and how we loosen the soil. Then it goes into, that is um, throughout the entire land of Havila, which is funny because, again, Havila means circle, which reminds me of a cyclical thing, meaning reaping and sowing. It's funny that it's, it's and it's funny because this land is riddled with gold. And onyx, it's riddled with those uh, precious metals. Gihon means bursting forth, which means 
abundance or it can mean a harvest. You can take that, the abundance or a harvest. Rapid, obviously meaning quickly or of great speed. Um, uh, fruit, uh, Euphrates meaning fruitfulness, which means prosperity and growth. Oh, by the way, um, excuse me, I, I made a little mistake. Uh, Euphrates wasn't Tigris, so in the NIV it actually says Hittichel was Tigris. So, um, yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to it, it's funny because this all shows God's intention. It shows that, like as Psalms thirty-five twenty-seven, it shows that it says, "Let them shout for joy and rejoice, for who favor my vindication and want what is right for me. Let them say continuously, continually, let the Lord be magnified, who delights and takes pleasure in the prosperity of His servant." This whole passage shows the intention of God. It shows the intention of God and the Father and what He wants us to do. He takes delight in us sowing. It takes delight in the process of sowing and reaping. He takes to, to bear fruit, to bear uh, uh, um, precious metals, to bear good uh, good fruit, to, to become refined, to, um, to be f- productive. Um, he takes pleasure, he takes delight in our abundance. And this is all, all areas of our life. This is abundance in our spiritual walk. Abundance in all things spiritual, all things in our health, all things in our our um in our finances. That we poverty is a curse. Poverty is not a good thing. It's a curse because um every single time we see in the Bible biblically, every single time the jubilee year came, debts would be canceled. Why? Because the debt is a curse. To be in poverty, it is a curse. So. We see that he takes, he is showing his intentions, that he is is showing us from the beginning, the Garden of Eden, the place where we planted in, the place where he put man in, was a place of sowing and reaping. It was a place of um, scattering seeds, a place of fruitfulness, a place of abundance. It was a place of prosperity. It was a place of growth. And it was a place... That we were never meant to leave because where God was in our seeking of Christ, the Bible says that if you seek first the kingdom of God, everything will be added to you. Um, it, it just shows that according to our needs will be supplied according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus, that everything in him, everything where he has placed us, where God has placed us, where whatever like calling, whatever mandate he has placed us in, when we operate in that place, we will operate in the place of abundance and we will operate in a place of provision. This is God showing what we are to do. This is God showing what we are to be through names. Names are prophetic. Names are powerful. And even God himself, if we look at it, God himself has many different names. For his, And many of those names are for his many different functions. He is multifaceted. He has his name, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Hireh, which means our, provi- our provider, Jehovah the provider. He has his name, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi. He has different names. Even his son, it was named. You see, again, like I said, Mary came to, Mary, uh, angel came to Mary and said, name him Yeshua. There's Everything has a meaning in the Bible. Every name has a meaning. Every name has depth in the Bible. And our name has depth. So as we move on, we move on to the now going to the story of Ruth. And 
Okay, we're going to go ahead and go to the story of Ruth. Go to the book of Ruth, chapter 1. I'm going to start in chapter 1. Ruth, chapter 1. Okay, so the story of Ruth, many of you know the story of Ruth. Um, but from the beginning, we're going to look at the names in this story. Okay, so we see that starting with verse... Okay, let's start with verse 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Bethlehem means the house of bread, Judah went to dwell in the country of Moab, and his wife and two sons. Okay, the name of the man was Elimelech. The name of the wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. Euphra uh, Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they went uh, to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left, and her two sons. So we see that Elimelech dies. Um, then they take two wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was um, Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Kilion also die, so the woman survived, her two sons and her husband. So... Then we see Naomi returning with Ruth um, as she arose with her daughters uh, and daughter-in-law. She might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving him bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, Go return each to her mother's house, the Lord deal kindly with you and you have dealt with the dead and with me and the Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house and uh, of her husband so she kissed them and um, they lifted up their voices and wept and they cry out to her saying surely we will return with you and your people but Naomi says turn back my daughters why will you go with me do I still have any sons in my womb that you may um, make them your husbands turn back go for I'm too old to have a husband okay so we see that Ruth ends up staying, Orpah ends up leaving, and as she was determined uh, to stay with her, she stopped speaking to her, so that none of them, they, they both go to Bethlehem, and it happened that someone actually, like, from Bethlehem finds um, Naomi, and they, they cry out to her, Naomi, Naomi, is that you? Is that Naomi? And she ends up, like, uh, responding, don't call me Naomi. Why are you calling me Naomi? Call me Mara, because I have changed my name now, because the Lord has dealt bitterly with me, which is funny, because that sounds like so many of us. We name ourself and our situation something that God has never named ourself or our situation, where we see that we have lost things, and God says, and God uh, says, like I have still named you pleasant. That's her her meaning of her name is pleasant, pleasantness. Uh, that I've named you this, and you're too busy calling yourself bitter. You called yourself Mara because you think that I've dealt bitterly with you, and you renamed your name. A name I never named you. Because we see, okay, go, going to the story of Abraham, you see Abraham. Abraham was originally Abram. Sarah was Sarai. But he renames them to show their function, to show what they're going to be. And he named them that. They didn't rename themselves that. God renamed them that. 
But in this situation, you see a bitter Naomi, and out of her own bitterness, she names herself Bitter. So what do you think she's going to be? Bitter. But, okay, going back to the story, let's look at the names. Let's look at the names we've seen. Um, I'm going to throw in Boaz because we know, everybody knows the story of Ruth. Boaz is eventually going to come and he's going to marry Ruth. Spoiler alert. But, yeah. Uh, the first name, Elimelech, means God is king. Naomi ends up marrying Elimelech. Her name is Pleasantness, like I said. They have two sons, Malon. That means infirmity. That means a harp or a, pa- a pardon. Um, Kilion means finished, complete, or perfect. Then the, the two, Malon and Kilion, take two wives. The two wives being Orpa, meaning neck, or uh, the back of the neck specifically, or fawn being, the fawn being a young deer. Um, Ruth means companion, friend. Also, it means a vision of, of beauty. So Okay, so let's look at the situation. Um... We see that the the guy named God our King is married to Pleasantness, and what? Okay, what can we get from all of this? God our King being married to Pleasantness, we could see this as either the beginning, like I said in Genesis, that's the beginning, the situation where the God our King was married to His perfect work, it's a His pleasant work, because um. It reminds me of Song of Solomon when when the father says, or excuse me, when Solomon says to his wife and says, "I see no spot in you." It reminds me of that. So it's like God, our King, married to pleasantness, and out of that relationship was birthed two things. We see out of that relationship, Adam falls, and he was birthed two things: infirmity, a need for a pardon, and the second being perfection a need for perfection or completeness a need for a finished work from christ to be sent so then we move on and we see infirmity or that need for the pardon married or coupled to a vision of beauty which is us as we are his vision of beauty ruth that's ruth finished completeness which is kilion married to the fawn or young deer which is orpa god our king dies and as soon as infirmity and completeness, as soon after, right after, infirmity and completeness go as well. This reminds me of Jesus dying. And when he died, he brought, he was completeness. And it, after he died, that completeness and that um, perfect, that pardon taking our and bearing our infirmity. So that completeness, when he died, that God our King died, that, that, um, Infirmity died with him. That completeness is now dead, and that 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 infirmity not died with him, because we know that the scriptures that he bore are surely he borne our iniquity and our infirmity. Surely he borne our sickness by his stripes we were healed. We could also see this though, as God, our King, dying, because okay, Jesus in heaven, he dies to pleasantness, and he becomes as one of us. We know that scripture that says he did he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he stripped himself and humbled himself down to the 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 um that of a servant, down to that of a, a lowly one, and he came to this earth and was obedient unto death. That's what that reminds me of. So it could even be like God dying to pleasantness god dying to pleasantness god dying to everything he knew and becoming a curse 
becoming bitter as Naomi used, named herself. Even that was used. He became the curse. He became the bitterness. He became bitter. He became everything negative. And he, and even her crying out, oh, God has dealt bitterly with me. It even reminds me of Jesus there. It reminds me of Jesus was crying out, God, oh, God, why have you forsaken me at the, at the on the cross? Because it's the same stuff. The prophetic, the names are prophetic here. The young deer turning her back on pleasantness, which is why she's called neck, is because she actually, because the, the, the action of her quickly turning away and going back to her gods, that's why she was called neck. That's why she was called neck. So it reminds me of the, the um, even that reminds me of the disciples running away, scattering after the death of Christ and Peter denying Jesus after his death and them all saying, oh, I thought... I thought that he was um, the son of God. Surely we thought this was the son of God. But it also reminds me of, um, it could easily be easily show like the children of, of Israel, the Hebrew children, how when they um, so easily turned back to their gods and their ways and all the things that were not from God and throughout the whole book of Judges, how they were judged and brought into captivity and all of that. And... Do all of this happening, we see that a friend, though, which is Naomi's other, I mean, Ruth's other name meaning, it stays close and dedicates her life to this pleasantness, who now sees herself as bitterness. A vision of beauty becomes a companion or friend to the original design. Uh, or we could say a friend comes to stick to pleasantness so it's funny because the thing that's now called herself bitterness the thing that's now called herself all the stuff she's called herself the friend sticks to it what is that even unto death that's jesus that's that shows jesus and um a friend or vision of beauty then is met later in the story and and married to boaz boaz means a strength one with the strength within him. Jesus becomes our new husband and resurrected. He becomes our strength and our covenant. Every single name in this passage is pointing to Jesus. And that's what I mean by when I actually, when I study my scriptures, when I study and I spend time with the Lord, I look at the depth because there's a depth in the word. And I want to dig because, like I said, there is a treasure in the word of God. And when you look for a treasure, you sometimes you have to dig. Sometimes and nowadays, you know, <laughs> we got technology, you get a metal detector and you looking for, we have a metal detector. We have the Holy Spirit and he said, he shows us things and he guides us to all truth. And he uh, shows us, he says, look, there's things that are in plain sight. Dig, do a little work, D dig. But it's not a grand work. It's, it's a, a small effort, especially with technology nowadays. It's a small effort. Just look into the scripture. Look into the word of God and dig and you'll find everything. But what's funny about these whole things that I've been um, talking about, every single thing I've been talking about points to Jesus. Our names are callings. What does that tell me? Our names are callings, our, our mandates, our functions, our, 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 our beings cry out for jesus it points to jesus everything we do points to jesus even in our flaws points to jesus because it points to the finished work of christ and the need for finished work on that cross 
And everything we do, everything we are, is in Him. Everything we do, everything we are, is in Him. So what have you named yourself today? Now, I know that you can't, we have very little um, choice on what we name ourselves. Our, our parents have named us. People have named us. Well, a lot of times growing up, people made fun of you. You have nicknames. You have pet names. You have all these names. You have things that people call you behind your back, in front of your face. What are you named? I have good news, though. Because when Jesus Christ did his finished work, we have been wedded with him. And we've been given a new name. And our name is now the Bride of Christ. What have you been named? Everything you do in this world, as a believer, your name is now the Bride of Christ. So when God looks to your functionality, when God looks at His will, your will, the will of His, His will on your life, when God looks at your your calling, your destiny, when He looks at blessing you, when He looks at prospering you, when He looks at uh, whether or not He should judge you, whether He looks at everything, the Bible said He has poured His wrath out on His Son. So when He looks at us, the name He sees now in heaven is no longer our name he sees jesus and what i think is funny is i i, I feel this in my spirit when we go to heaven and we see the lamb's book of life when we see our name will we see our name or will we see somewhere involved will we see christ jesus's name we are the bride of Christ. We are now known as the bride of Christ. So no matter what these people have named you, behind your back, in front of your face, uh, to the side, scoffing you, mocking you, um, whatever they try to rename you, try to call you uh, stupid, try to call you unintelligent, try to call you like you don't know anything, try to call you like you're you're not capable, try to call you like you would never amount to anything. What have they called you? Because in the, in the eye of the Father, the Father has called you the bride of Christ. He has called you complete he says in solemn and song of solomon's he said he sees no flaw in you he says that you are you have now now have the mind of christ he says that you have everything in him he says you have everything you need according to his riches and glory in christ jesus he says you have everything you could ever desire and that psalms 23 says uh lord is my shepherd i shall not want you have everything you need in him. So now we are called the bride of Christ. So I don't care what they named you. I don't care what they named me. We are the bride of Christ. So what have you named yourself? Do not be like Naomi and name yourself bitter when he has named you pleasant. We are the bride of Christ. Our name and our function is in everything Jesus has done. The significance and the root and the power of that significance, the power of that name rather, is in everything Jesus has done. All the functionality, all the will of God and the intent and desires of God has been placed in one man. And that one man has been wed with us. We are now under that name of Jesus. We were firmly, uh, formerly the cursed ones. We were formerly made cursed because of one man Adam and because of that curse under the law but that one man Jesus we are now dead to that and we are married and we have a covenant now with Jesus so we are now dead with Christ we died with Christ and we now live he lives in us
So now when Jesus, and now when the Father looks at us, he sees Jesus. The significance of our name now, the prophetic calling, even though that sometimes, uh, yes, our names do matter and they have prophetic meanings over our life. If your parents screwed it up, if society has screwed it up, if you screwed your own self up, if you changed your name, if you changed, if your past has changed you, if everything has changed you, your name under Christ now, if you just go under him, if you just be one with him, if you just accept him in your heart, his name, your name is now Christ. Because all the, the spirit realm sees is Christ in you. No, we are not Jesus. We are not the, the Son. But He is one with us. And we are one with Him. As you are that day you marry your, your bride. As you are that day you marry your husband. When you marry and you join, you become one flesh. So now you are now Mr. and Mrs. whatever. We are a Mr. and Mrs. Jesus. We become one with Him. That no longer do we hold our names. We hold His name. So today I come encouraging you. I come feeling that this this word is so heavily in on my spirit and is meant to do that just that to encourage you, to lift you up. It's meant to show you that yes, biblical names are so important. If you study the word and you look start to look and study the names of everybody you see, you will start seeing the intent, the will, and the, the revelation. You have a deeper revelation of Christ. Do that. Study. Dig deeper. Search for the treasure. This whole thing really is a, it's just a testament to how prophetic this word is. How prophetic everything and perfect everything is in Christ. That even... By his grace when we screw up, even by his His mercy when we screw up, he's given us another name, a new name. He loves us so deeply. He loves us so deeply. Well, that's that's all that I have. That's all that I have prepared. So all I can do now, I just pray for you. I pray for each and every one of us. And let's go ahead in Jesus' name. I ask that you come and seal this word, Holy Spirit. Seal it. And I know certainly you're talking to somebody's heart right now. You're dealing with the hearts of your children. And you are edifying us that prophetically you're speaking in this time that our identity now is to rise up as sons and daughters and brides of Christ to uh, step into our offices step into our mandates step into our callings step into our identity we accept everything you have offered us we we don't we don't withhold anything we don't reject anything we give it all to you and receive everything you have for us and we ask you Tell us who we are in you. Reveal who we are in you. What are our names in your eyes? Who are we in your eyes? We love you, Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Well, I hope you enjoyed that today. I hope that blessed you. Um, this most likely will be a a, um, a small mini series. Uh, it'll be a, a maybe a two parter, three parter, but 
it's a very powerful teaching. And I just encourage you, like I said, when you go study your Bible, look into the names. It means a lot. It means a lot. There's no um, insignificant part of the Bible. Every little piece, every little uh, jot and tittle, every little thing matters. So I encourage you, go ahead and look it up. Um, as usual, if you care to support, if you care to um, sow a seed into the ministry, into the podcast, you can do so at uh, in my description in on YouTube. Uh, I have a one-time a PayPal. You can go ahead and donate there. I have a Patreon. You can go ahead and do that if you want to become more of a partner. Um, connect connect with me. Connect with me on Twitter. I have a Twitter named uh, R-E-W-B-S-S underscore. Um, I have an Instagram. It's Where the Light Is Podcast. You can go ahead and look that up. Or it should be Where the Light Is Pod or Where the Light Is Podcast. Just look, look up my name and you'll find me. Um, I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great quarantine time spend some time with the lord spend some time reading a good book uh watching a movie playing a game whatever um hope you stay in perfect peace i hope you stay in complete all of the what everything the lord is doing because i know he's doing a work and i just wish you the best and i pray that you have everything that you need in this time love you all bye